Hi, I'm Tilly from Fawn Dog One to One Dog Training. I'm a dog behaviourist in the southeast that offers home visits. And this series of my podcast, I'm talking about getting a rescue dog. So in my last couple, I talked about choosing um, a particular centre and about choosing your actual dog. So this is assuming you've done all that. Um, and this is day one. Okay, so day one's quite important. So this isn't about like the first week or behavioural problems or anything like that. This is literally as you're getting your dog. So it's good to listen to this before you go and pick him up or her. Okay, um, I want to quickly say that this isn't a kind of, this is not suitable for very, very fearful dogs. So in particular, dogs that have come from abroad, a lot of them are, um, are okay. They're, they're sort of timid, but they're not too bad. But some of them are completely shut down. And this what I'm going to speak to you today won't be appropriate for them. You need a proper program to get them out of their shell. Um, I'm talking about dogs that have been basically hiding um, for weeks on end, you know, not not coming out at all. Um, it sounds strange, but they do exist. They're not even curious. They don't want to come out, barely taking food. Um, they're quite extreme and rare, but they need a completely different program. So I'm talking about other dogs. Obviously, they're going to be worried on their first day, um, but that's absolutely fine. Um, so the first thing I want to put out there is sometimes people have to travel quite a long way to go and get their dog. Uh, I myself had to travel a couple of hours to go and get mine. And people like to stop halfway. Yeah, of course, you want a break from driving. But they sometimes are letting the dog out to go for a wee. And there has been a lot of reports of these dogs just getting off the lead or collar. Okay. If you have to stop, do not let the dog out, okay? I know, yeah, it'd be nicer for them to stretch their legs or anything like that, but you do not know this animal, all right? Especially dogs from abroad. They are not like domestic dogs. They are going to be very, very worried. And things like a harness and a collar is not going to hold all dogs, okay? If you really insist that you need to do this, then you need to put something like a slip lead on your dog. A slip lead is basically like a rope. You could call it a choke lead, whatever. The point is like a noose, okay? It gets tighter as the dog pulls away. It cannot come off the dog. There's certain breeds that aren't appropriate for this. Things like a pug, as you can imagine. The neck is wider than the head, if you haven't seen a pug, but they are, that's the shape they are, so you can't really use a slip lead with them. But 99% of all dogs can wear a slip lead, and I don't recommend going for a you know proper walk with one, especially if your dog pulls it, yeah, it's going to kind of hurt its neck a bit, but it is a fantastic safety feature. You cannot escape from a slip lead. Yeah, uh, you know, I've seen loads of harnesses that have apparently escaped through from the dog slips. And, you know, you're probably at a petrol station or something like that, far away, you're on a motorway, you will never see that dog again. Yeah, it has no bond with you. It's got no trust with you. So the best thing of my advice is just do not do it you know, wait until you've got home and things like that. So that's just my first point of call. Most people just, they only drive up to an hour or so to get the dog. So there's no reason to stop. Okay. But I just wanted to add that in because I know from my experience, I've heard of a lot of rescue centers saying, you know, we're looking for this dog last seen, you know, on near the M25. Has anyone seen it? Don't approach it because it's nervous. You know, it's, it's just chaos. So don't do that. Um, but say you've got kind of like a, a normal situation going on. A lot of um, rescue centres will advise you against doing what I'm about to suggest because they want the dog to kind of calm down and feel at ease. But I really, really recommend doing some exercise with your dog first rather than just bringing it home. 
dogs need, unless it's very, very old or got bad arthritis or whatever, or a very young puppy, dogs need so much exercise, especially when they've been in, you know, things like kennels. Yeah, they would barely be getting any exercise at all. And it's very hard to even exercise our normal domestic breeds adequately. So even if you ask us at the rescue centre, you know, if you've got nowhere kind of that you think is that safe or you think the dog's going to be very worried and shut down when you get home, ask them, can I, you know, can I just take the dog out for an hour, at least an hour, okay? We want to wear this dog out, basically. Tired dogs are happy dogs, right? The dog is going to find the day stressful enough without having the added stress of it's got too much energy, yeah, so we want to start emptying out that bucket. I don't mind how you do it if you've got an enclosed field, play fetch, you know, if the dog's into that. If not, just go for a walk. And also it's a good bonding thing. So dogs, they don't naturally bond by kind of just loafing around, you know, the house together and things like that. They bond through travel, traveling together in a parallel way. Um, and this corresponds to if, if I've got um, dog introductions or even dog aggression, parallel walking the dogs gets them in a mindset that they're the same pack, the same family, very, very quickly. So that's what I'd like you to do with your dog. So we're not going straight home. We're going to tire the dog out first, and it will help it be calm later on, and it will help bond with that dog. Okay. For this, again, safety first, yeah? So if you've got a dog that's more likely to pull, then don't use a slip lead, as in don't just use a slip lead. You can double, you can kind of double barrel the lead, right? So if it slips out of one thing, you can use another. So you could use collar and harness, you could use, um, you know, collar and slip lead, whatever way you want to go. But I would definitely do a double, you know, a doubler just in case it slips out of one of them. Remember, you don't know the dog, so why would it come back to you? You know, it's very likely just a bolt, you know. So just make sure you go safety first and don't go up to any other dogs. Make sure it's somewhere quiet. Even though the rescue centre might have said blah, 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 safe with dogs, assume, <clears throat> assume, you know, the truth, which is basically that you don't know, okay? Not all dogs are good with all dogs. And what do I mean by that? I mean that some dogs are good with dogs, but they're only good if they're polite or they're small, you know, or they, they come up slowly or blah, blah, blah. So you don't know this particular dog yet, so it might be okay with most dogs, but maybe it doesn't like, you know, young pump puppies jumping all over it or things like that. So just keep it away from dogs for the first day. We don't want any added stress. What we just want is just to kind of get that bond and get the exercise going. Um, you can bring treats with you if you like, but personally, I've always found that they're quite kind of highly stressed, so they're not going to take treats. So don't worry about that. We're just going to go for a, you know, at least an hour's walking around. Don't be tempted to let it off either. Um, even in an enclosed field, it might be unlikely that you're going to get the dog back to you because recall is, is part kind of relationship and part obedience. So don't be going for that. Um, and I wouldn't be tempted to let the dog out on a kind of long line or a flex lead either. I'd be tempted just to keep it close to you because, again, you don't know what's going to happen that far away. Yeah, we want the dog relatively close to you so you can kind of control it a lot better. But that's the first thing um, that I would suggest do. Again, some dogs are so shut down that they won't be walking for months outside. I literally mean that. They just kind of lie on the floor um, and don't want to move. Those are a different case. Okay, don't go for those. So you've done this, you had this, you had your quiet walk, you've done at least an hour. Remember that, you know, 
particularly rescue centres where it's just kennels, these dogs would have been cooped up for a month on end. They probably haven't had a good run at all during that time. They really need to kind of burn off that excess energy um, and the stress will give them more adrenaline, which will make them more likely to need more exercise that day as well. Okay. The next thing I want you to do is when you bring on, bring your dog in, make sure you're bringing your dog in on a lead. Okay. Remember, dogs, we love them, we see them all the time, blah, blah, blah. But you have literally brought in a, um, a little predator into your house. Yeah. Even if it's the size of like um, a chihuahua or something, keep it on a lead because you want to control its movement. So bring it into the room where you're going to be. Yeah. Don't give it the whole house. Okay, because we want to again control its movements. You don't know how well it's going to be toilet trained. So for toilet training, you want to have a, a small area as well so you can control it um, and then lead it out to your garden. So, you know, you know when it's going to have a wee and things like that. If you want to kind of begin the sort of toilet training program, I would be letting it out every two hours. Yeah, just to start with, unless it's a young puppy, in which case it's more. But that will give it a good heads up um, and then you'll start to know is it basically well toilet trained or not um but i'd keep it with you wouldn't let it on the sofas first of all okay sofas are quite important sofas are, are a treat yeah they're not a given right so make sure you've got a nice bed for the dog um you could set up something like um like a crate you know with an open door things like that somewhere where it's kind of peaceful and nice den to hide in you don't have to use it but it's definitely good to set one up so that the dog can escape and if the dog wants to go in there straight away and go to sleep, that's absolutely fine. We're not going to put any pressure on the dog, first of all. So we want the lead kept on the dog so that you can lead the dog safely away. If he gets on the sofas, we don't want any confrontation, especially hands on the collar and things like that. And to be honest, I wouldn't be overly fussing the dog at this stage either. Again, you don't know the dog. The dog doesn't know you. Take things gently. If he gets on the sofa, you can use the lead, lead him down. Yeah, that's no fingers in the collar or hands near the head or anything like that. Again, you don't know this dog. The rescue centres often don't know their history. It could have resource guarding problems. We want to avoid that. So get him off the sofa, get him onto his own bed, his own space. Um, and then we want to give him something to chew on. So you can make up your own your own kind of chew things. Yeah, you can put treats in rope toys. You can do um, Kongs with things in. Um, Kongs have to be wet food. A lot of people put biscuit in, they just fall out. That's not the idea of a Kong. It's got to be wet food. You can do licky mat, snuffle mat, um, or even something like a, a bit of beef scalp or pig's ear. Yeah, but we want to get the dog chewing. Chewing is a natural way for the dog to relieve stress. He's already had a stressful day, and it's good to give one of these after exercise anyway, and it's going to help him settle. Yeah, in a new environment, it's very upsetting for a dog. There's two things that upset dogs greatly, okay? One is losing kind of pack members, family members, um, and that's whether they've been taken away from the family or where the family members have died. That's very stressful. And also losing territory, okay? So this dog has basically gone through both. It's lost its pack members and its territory all in one day. So it's very stressful for the dogs. We want loads and loads of kind of things to chew on, which is great. Be careful, though, because, again, you do not know the dog. You don't know if he's got guarding issues. So make sure whatever you give him, it's going to vanish, if that makes sense. So say, like, a pig's is great because most dogs love them. They eat them up and then they're gone. Yeah, be careful with things where it could be, like, um, a Kong with some food left in it. All right? Anything like that, you've really got to watch. So I wouldn't be 
taking them away from the dog while the dog is near it, what I would do is if there's something like a Kong or something lying down of high value, even if it's, you know, you've got some sort of bone and it's only eaten half of it, I wouldn't necessarily leave it around, yeah? I would want to take it up, but I would distract the dog first. So I'd probably call the dog over maybe to another room where there's, you know, close the door or something with some treats. Here you go, have some treats, and then pick it up when the dog's away, okay? I would not walk up to a dog with a bone or a Kong, if I do not know the dog, and just take it away, okay, because you don't know what's going to happen, so you've got to think safety, this is what I mean, this is really the most important thing, you've got to think, um, you know, the dog is stressed, first of all, and stressed animals do react differently, but you don't know the dog, and it's a predator, you know, at the end of the day, um, we, you know, it could have behavioural problems, and we'll go through those, but we want to try and do at least confrontational stuff. Just I'm not saying assume the worst or even be wary, but just, you know, don't just assume it's it's the best pet and, and, and everything and whatnot, you know, and, and trust it, basically. You know, you've got to look for answers to trust. Yeah, don't just assume it's not going to guard because the rescue centre said it hasn't shown any of those issues. You know, always do this. And to be honest, I'd be carrying these on for a few weeks as well. Same if the dog's asleep. Yeah, don't be tempted to go up and place your hand on it. Quite a lot of dogs have um, something called like startle aggression where they'll go to bite you and then they might look apologetic afterwards. It's just a kind of sleep a sleep thing. Yeah, so if you want to wake your dog up or anything like that, you want to make a noise. So clap your hands, call its name, you know, even in another room, do some drumming or whatever. That's how you want to wake your dog up. You don't want to wake your dog up by putting your hand on them. Okay, not until you know. Um, you know, it's more for dogs, they either have this problem or they don't, okay, so once you know, oh, he doesn't, then, then it's probably safer, but you definitely want to spend a bit of time kind of going over that, so just be really safety conscious, yeah, and the same if you've got children, don't let the kids go up to it when it's sleeping or anything like that, you don't go up to it sleeping, yeah, or anything like that, we want the dog left alone, it's got to settle now, you've given it its basic needs, you've given it food, you've given it its walk, you're giving it something to chew on, you've given it a safe space, you've enforced a tiny, tiny amount of rules, i.e. you can't have the whole house, you can't have, you know, sofas um, and things like that. But this is basically your day one, okay? We're setting the dog up to win, we don't want to be overly fussing it, we just want him to chill out now. He's done everything we've asked and we want to kind of observe the dog, maybe take him out for a walk later. Um, if he's a high energy dog, more like, you know, like a pointer or something. If he's just like a medium to low energy, I would leave it for that first day. Yeah. Um, but that's that's all kind of important things. One last thing that I would like to add is um, try and keep um, him on the same food that he was on from wherever you rescued him from. So it might be worth asking them, was he on a particular brand of food or anything like that? A lot of rescues, they just rely on what they get donated. But if you can, try and get the same brand, yeah? Um, just going off to buy in the shops and um, start to gradually change it over. And that will just help him. Um, he, might, he might get the squits anyway because of stress. But as much as you can, try and keep that the same for his digestion and then wean him on to, you know, whatever else you want to do. Don't do it too quickly. Okay? Um, but that really concludes our first day of your dog. Like I said, if it is one of these really, really scared dogs, um, then you do have to treat them a bit differently. Most um, dogs like this are from abroad. You do get the occasional one from this country as well. 
but they are a very different kettle of fish okay I don't advise going out well you won't be able to get them out they will just shut down and, and stop moving that's how you that's how you will know really they won't they won't want to interact at all because they're completely shut down those kind of dogs really need like a nice safe space um, and leaving completely alone for the first day or two yeah just just kind of food and water and basic things like that rather than right we've got a dog and hey off we go I would still do chew toys and things like that because they're quite good to kind of download stress but often the dog is so shut down that they won't even interact with that yeah they are completely different kettle of fish but all your other you know your normal dogs even if they're a bit timid this will all apply to them and it will help them settle in for their first day the main thing is really about giving them space to settle you know especially things like you know kids and that they don't always understand so it's like no the dog's just come in you know he wants to be by himself um just leave him alone obviously if he comes out to you great that's fine you know even you know if you even begin some training if he if he's really that comfortable most dogs aren't most dogs will be pacing and panting and that kind of thing and that's normal it's just important not to over fuss them when they're in this state because you're going to create more stress just ignore them or give them something to chew on to download that stress instead okay but that concludes our podcast for today after this one i'm going to be going on to kind of the next few weeks and things like that um just to conclude our, our little short series on rescue dogs but the first day is very very important um, and i hope that helps you and your new friend if you're interested um, in more videos or stuff that I do, I am on TikTok. I usually put my TikTok videos also on Facebook and Instagram. So just search Fawn Dog for those. And the main website is fawndog121dogtraining.co.uk. Thanks for listening, guys.